Hello, livestock friends, and welcome to this edition of Before the Bid. This is a podcast dedicated to the livestock sales industry where we go behind the scenes of the operation and speak straight to the sellers. We discuss topics about the important aspects of their operation, location, the people behind the prep work, and talk about some of the animals that will be offered to you, the prospective buyers. Hopefully, you've got your sale catalog close by. You might have to go look through that pile on your desk. But if not, then you're probably like me and driving down the road or busy with chores around the farm. And that's okay, too. Wherever you are and whatever you're doing, I hope you enjoy this segment of Before the Bid. I'm your host, Andy Howell. Welcome, Livestock Friends, to this edition of Before the Bid Podcast. And on this podcast, we are going to talk about some cattle for this one. And uh, we're going to talk to a family that has a sale coming up on Tuesday, March the 1st. That sale is going to be on Angus Live. And it is a family that, uh, me personally, I have been able to be around here for the last couple years. And a family that is very, very hardworking in whatever it is that they decide to do. And they have made a lot of sacrifices to let other people be successful and help other people be successful and uh, help organizations be successful. So I want to bring that out in this family here today. And and as I said, we've got the whole family on and we are, or I guess most of the family on, we are going to go to Laoto, Indiana, and we're going to talk with the Knott family and Knott's Landing Angus. And as I said, they have a sale coming up on March 1st. And that is going to be on Angus Live. It is live right now. If you're listening to this before the sale, it is live already here. And I've been checking it out and uh, very excited about the lots. And we want to talk to the uh, family. We've got Callie, we've got Rebecca, and we've got Rob on here on the phone. And so uh, we're going to talk with them a little bit. And uh, guys, want to want to welcome you to the podcast. Thank you. Excited to talk with you guys and always good to see you guys at shows or, or whatever event it is that, that we're at. So, and as I said, a great hardworking family and just appreciate, personally, I appreciate all the things that you guys do for the association. We appreciate it. Rebecca, Rob, let's start us off. How did this even get started? And you guys have some, some history, you guys have some roots in the, in the cattle industry. Yes, Andy. First of all, thank you for having us on. And uh, that hard work stems from definitely our heritage from our parents. So we appreciate that. We met uh, back in the mid 80s and fortunate we both were involved in 4-H and junior programs. Mm -hmm. So we were able to, as we got married in uh, 89, we were able to work alongside our extended families and then eventually work into creating our own small herd. One of our first cows that we had in our herd came from Maple Angus Mm -hmm. and uh, Rob's going to share a little bit about that original cow. Yeah actually we well, actually, the very first one come from uh, Three Rivers Angus. Mm -hmm. It was a Gibbet Hill cow. Uh, but our family has wasn't started then, so that we I'm not quite sure what we ended up selling her. But then the Maple Lane cow came. She was our uh, yeah. She is actually a Bushwhacker Traveler seventy one mm-hmm. Maple Lane Forever Made. Uh, Kelly actually showed that one in the uh, down at the Beef Congress, mm-hmm. and then the actual cow. 
the lot three heifer is actually would be a granddaughter of the Trevor made cow. Or the original, uh-huh. Okay. Yeah, and Andy, that was, Katie actually showed that heifer, our right. first yes. heifer, not Callie. But then Callie was able to show some offspring from mm-hmm. that cow. Right. So you guys, you guys have deep roots. You guys both grew up in, in the cattle industry and the livestock industry, correct? We actually met showing sheep, just so you know. Oh, that's awesome. That's good. I was, I was hoping that uh, we had a livestock. You guys met through livestock and all of that. So, so you met through the sheep industry. Well, tell us a little about that. Well, it was uh, one summer, and, and actually I'll bring this up. Uh, Jack and I were at a sheep show, and, of course, Jack did some judging, and he uh, noticed this lamb that this young man was showing and guess who it was it was rob not so uh then later that summer at the state fair we kind of uh kind of noticed each other and and it was history after that well that's great well i will say pipe it and say this that uh i was the better showman of the pair <laughs> and Andy, well, that's why i don't show sheep because they both show sheep differently there you go there you go. Well, that's great. What what kind of sheep were we showing? Just club lambs or, or breed sheep? Or? Correct, yeah, club lambs. Okay. Well, and great. we were showing them things quite competitively. We were actually went out west and showed, and uh, we were very competitive. Uh-huh. Now, Rob, did you come into the cattle deal? Or did you start with cattle, or was it sheep is, is what got you started? When I first started in 4-H, we, we, had, we showed a lot of steers. Mm-hmm. Okay. And from the steers, we had a few heifers. And then in my later years in 4-H, we were more mainly into the sheep, okay. club lambs. Okay. And then that's when Rebecca and I met. And Indiana State Fair matchmaking. Yeah. One of the many, but it's always good to hear those, those stories about how that comes out. That's really neat. You guys got together. Rob, did you want to keep on with the sheep? And, and you had to listen to Rebecca, and she says, no, I think we better go to the cattle, or, or how did all that work out? Well, you know, we actually had about uh, 22 ewes, mm-hmm. 25 ewes, some right there, and we sold some uh, club lambs. And then once the girls were born and one thing led, led to another, we ended up selling the ewes and then got in the cattle. Okay. Yep. It wasn't a big knockdown drag out. It was just, I think we better do this and change, huh? <laughs> well, once the girls start, uh, got into the sheep, just like Callie said, uh, Becky had her way of showing, uh-huh. and I had my way of showing. And uh, I guess before we got divorced, we better get rid of the sheep. <laughs> better, get, better get it figured out, huh? Right. Right. I guess that that's that's how that works out. So, so before we get too far, we have Callie on here, but you guys have another daughter, Katie, that started out showing and, and doing some things, and then life took her a different direction. Katie was involved uh, the first four years of uh, kind of the Junior 4-H program, and like I said earlier, Rob and I were able to work alongside our extended ward family and staying in the Angus breed and then um yep it took a different direction she was offered an opportunity to go study dance in san francisco mm-hmm. and so then she took on that avenue for a few years and then fortunately she decided to come back and uh, she is now uh, a graphic designer at Vera bradley and she's married and has our two grandsons and 
it's been exciting for us that not only to raise our girls in the Angus program, but um, Navy and Noble, our grandsons, we have their first heifers mm-hmm. and cows that they now have in our program. And, and they come as every now and then, and, and we're lucky to have them here this weekend. Uh, they like to be in the barn and help with the cows. So oh, that's great. She was involved early, and I guess that what we talk about a lot is uh, how the junior program just gives you some good roots mm-hmm. to start on no matter what you do and whatever avenue you take. It is always a good base for young kids. So, And we appreciate that, that we had the opportunity and they had the opportunity and now um, our grandsons. Yes, and, and speaking of the junior program, Callie, you've been involved in the junior program for a couple different associations. You started out a little more towards the Charlet Association, is that correct? So uh, I will commend my parents for that. They were the ones to kind of give me an extra push to get involved, and that started with the Charlet Association more at the oh the junior national level when I participated in my own first fitting contest with a bunch of Nebraska Cornhuskers. Uh-huh. And since then, I've made a lot of different relationships with people in different states. And the Charlet herd kind of grew on me. And so I decided to join the board there. And that was a great experience just with being able to work with several other juniors from different states and to be able to work with juniors in the Charlet. Mm-hmm. And after that, I uh, participated in my own first Angus Junior Nationals, which was held in Indiana in 2014. Mm-hmm. And after that, I was hooked with the Angus again. And uh, from there, I began to evolve. And in 2018, I ran for Miss American Angus with a little bit more of a push from my parents. And I'm so thankful that they did. And I decided to stay involved with that, and I got to meet a lot of Angus breeders and Angus juniors and build a lot of relationships through that, and I cannot be thankful and grateful (coughs) enough. So let me get this timeline straight. 2014, your first Angus Junior Nationals, Mm -hmm. and by 2018, (laughs) you've, you've done enough, you've worked hard enough, you've put a resume together enough to be Miss American Angus in 2018. I served as the 50th Miss American Angus, and what was really cool is Sharon Summers from Indiana was the first Miss American Angus. That is awesome. Yeah. And it just shows what what you guys do as a family and, and how hard you guys work and, and what you dive yourself into uh, to, to be there in, in four years from your first Junior Nationals to four years later being Miss American Angus. Mm-hmm. Callie, tell us a little about what you got to do there for Miss American Angus and, and the things you got to see and where you got to go. And Yeah, so I will say when I was in the top five for the scholarship for the auxiliary, I you know, wasn't sure if I wanted to run for Miss American Angus just because I, I wasn't the Indian Angus queen and I was the Indian Angus junior princess, but that's all the, you know, royalty... I had, and it's actually more than just, you know, being a Miss American Angus or a queen. You advocate for your breed, and that's what I learned so much about, even through the contest. The contest itself is amazing, where you you have to do a speech and answer impromptu questions about the industry, go through an interview process, 
take a test about the American Angus history. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was just thrilled to be a part of that competition and even thrilled to be chosen as Miss American Angus. Right. But during my reign, I I went all the way to CAB for a seminar, to every regional and national show. I attended sales. I even went to a restaurant that served certified Angus beef mm-hmm. and was able to talk with the owner of the restaurant about, you know, how he decided to choose his meet and talk to him about the specifications. Uh, From there, I went to different classrooms to 4-H club meetings and talked about not only the Angus breed, the business breed, but also about what 4-H and the agriculture industry has to offer. Right. So I, I tried to share my experience and educate that what great program this is and what it's done for me and what it can do for other people as well. And Rebecca, as I mentioned a little earlier, you know, show moms have enough stress the way it is when, when they're showing and, and they're doing those those things. And here you have a, uh, what was she about that time, 16, 17, 18-year-old young lady? Yeah, I think she was 17, 18. Yeah. 17, 18. So here you have the extra stress of helping get her where she needs to be and and helping make sure things go the way they should. And I I guess what is what is it like to be that show? And I guess you could call it the queen mother. (laughs) (laughs) Well, the. Like you said earlier, this program for us was a family event. So yes, my my job a lot of times was to just brush and blow and and pick pens and things like that. And so, but we all had our purpose in in what we were doing, and that was the fun thing. But um, yeah, when this came along, obviously it's uh, you know you had to say yes and give her the opportunity. So as a family, we just had to. Uh, re uh, sort our duties and mm-hmm. and rob had to get some help from some great uh breeders out there that we had cattle from and and they were very helpful um because yes we did have to make a few quick changes we had to make sure hose didn't have uh, any holes in them when you were putting <laughs> them on with your uh skirt and things right. like that so we definitely had to do some quick changes in as she would show her heifers and then back into the ring for pictures but again, it, it's that family where people, you know, you pick up and not only our immediate family, but like I said, some breeders that we uh, were able to show cattle for that year really helped us out in uh, taking care of the heifers, having them ready and helping Rob out as he was back at the stalls by himself. So, <laughs> no, it was definitely a, a great experience for all of us. And I'll tell you, the first show we went to was uh, Louisville. And we ended up by the end of the show quick changing. Um, I'm not sure if you all know this, but there's a little curtain right behind the announcer stand, and we ended up just changing right there. <laughs> uh, so you find little uh, cubby holes to do what you got to do, and uh, became a lot, lot better at that quick change and uh, 
those opportunities. And Rob, Rob got better at taking care of the stalls and taking care of the cattle. And he did. Right. Yep. He did. <laughs> right. Still doing that. <laughs> yep. <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. Rob, you're, you're very involved in the Indiana Angus Association. All of you are, but, but Rob, you've, you've really came in and, and done quite a few things and uh, helping run the Indiana preview show as mm-hmm. well and and so being involved and so what are some of those duties that, that you have in the indiana Ag association well i tell you we've i've been involved on i'm guessing right around 10 years mm-hmm. but uh had a super mentors the late uh, jack sweeney used to run that preview show and invited me in to help him and i tell you i that's one man that i really miss he was a regular angus indiana angus legend mm-hmm one person can't take the credit of the whole thing. I mean, I'm I'm just one man that uh, kind of orchestrates the thing and super help from everybody else. And if I need something uh, done, it's just to uh, just to ask people. Them, they're very willing to uh, step in and help out. Uh, and as far as the Indiana, the Adult Association has has come a long way. Man, being a director and being involved there, and even the uh, junior program, it's just very thankful of the association that we're involved in you guys do do nice work with that and and i know a lot of families appreciate all the things that that you guys do and i might add uh, for 22 preview show that we are adding the uh, pgs so uh, show to that so that's going to be exciting for indiana great there's a lot of other things coming up for the uh, for this 2022. So that's great. Yeah, I didn't realize that was happening. So yep, very good, very good addition to the national, in my opinion, and and now getting down into the state. So Rob or whoever's been elected, let's talk about this cow herd that you guys have. Of course, a lot of these that we get on here, the 4-H project goes rogue. You keep a couple heifers, you grow that heifer program grow those cows, you bring those back, and tell us a little about your program. We've got some Charlays, we've got some Angus. Uh, what what are some of your your bases, and, and what are some of your goals with this cow herd? Um, you know, we, we said before that uh, the Maple Lane, the Forever Made cow, was kind of our foundation cow. Uh, and then from there, once Kelly really got going, we bought a cow from Doc Summers, Summers Angus, mm-hmm. and she is the uh, Summers uh, DF Adventurous 198-151, but she's a 004 frontline cow, mm-hmm. and that that cow right there is one that uh, Kelly showed and, and done, was very successful with that one, and then from there, uh, that's where our online sale, we call it the, <laughs> the family tradition, mm-hmm. is that her, all of her offspring uh, will be involved in in this sale oh, okay. uh, and we talked about the the charlets and i'll tell you what uh, we were blessed to have some uh, charlet breeders step up and help us uh, i know the eric ott family was uh, very influential with that mm-hmm. and you know, we, we showed the national champion charlet female there in 2012 and uh, the north american and we were able to uh, get some offspring off of her mm-hmm. and we just kept growing that a little bit and then once Callie uh, got out of the junior program and in the Charlays we've been focusing ourselves more mainly on the Angus herd mm-hmm. and right now our herd uh, we are between that 20 and 25 head 
Mark, and since Callie's out there, are you know we were showing very very heavily, and we've sold a few, and now that uh, she's out, we are primarily trying to get genetics out there that uh, we feel are exceptional uh, in the standpoint of the show and the production. Because well, I mean we all know that you know there's the performance side of the Angus thing as well as the show thing. And I think that uh, the eventress family can work both ways, and we've proved that it can. Mm -hmm. But uh, anyway, that our, uh, our our embryo pro program will be ramping up, and we'll see that in the future. So a small herd, but yet you guys focus on quality of these females, and you, you focus on the productivity of these females. That's exactly right. I mean, and as far as production, you know, they're in the cattle business. We all know that you want to, to, to get them bred, and then in 280 days, you want them to lay down and have their own calf and not have to worry about getting the chains and right. pullers. And, and that, that's something that we really strive at. Uh, we're all nervous on that when they start calving and you're watching, but when they sit one out and on their own, I mean, that's what it's all about. Right. And you guys have sold some previously to different juniors and getting some of those genetics out there already. And you've had some, some steers that you've sold that have done pretty well. That, that, that's exactly right, Andy. We are fortunate to uh, have sold some females and some steers, you know, in the middle part of the state, mm -hmm. uh, have gone and, and actually competed at the uh, uh, junior nationals and in the carcass contest. And, uh, uh, we've had, you know, are have are right up in there in the carcass contest. So mm -hmm. we had a a family in uh, Tippecanoe County that uh, had one at the Indiana State Fair and won that carcass contest. So mm -hmm. it's very uh, satisfying to right. see kids not only do well in the show side, but in the uh, other parts of the uh, carcass world. Right, and be a well-rounded group or or a well-rounded herd. You guys have also had some more success in the ring and, and heifers that you've shown, heifers that you've purchased, and really, really caused a storm here uh, in, in the ring. And uh, if you would, tell us, tell us about a few of those females that you've had that, that you've done very well with. We've been, uh, starting with the when we first came in with the Maple Lane Forever Made, mm -hmm. and I was still young then, but Katie showed that original cow, and from there she had – some calves and that was actually my first Angus heifer and from there we flushed her and we had an exact WCC exact mm -hmm. and she ended up being grand champion at the Indiana State Fair and she was a reserve bred and owned at junior nationals as well mm -hmm. and uh, from there that's when we decided to buy into summer's DF adventurous mm -hmm. and I will say we we bought her from the Dietzman Summers families, and the Summers have really served as mentors for me. Mm -hmm. um, I'll give them a quick shout-out just with Doc Summers. He <laughs> He's my mentor in the veterinary world and a good, really good close mentor and friend of mine, and he gave me my first Lippmann stethoscope before vet school started. Oh, that's great. And uh, Sharon, she was the first Miss American Angus, and she really shared a lot of Angus history with me, and we've just gotten close with them, and it's been fun to continue that friendship, especially with the D the Summer's DF Adventurous Cow. This is actually 
there's four generations mm-hmm. um, on our farm, and we've had success. Our the third generation, the fall heifer I showed a couple years ago, or last year we she finished up, and she won the preview show and the open show, and she also stood her ground at the Cattlemen's Congress and American Royal and being reserve in her division. And from there, we just, I think that's the proud moment is the four generations. I mean, that's what it's all about. Right. You know, stemming from that original cow that I first bought. That was my first, my very own first purchase to add to our herd. Mm-hmm. And talking about other successes, I mean, we've shown some cattle for the Cates family and we won the Atlantic National with Lady Impression, CC, and that's what the Free family is showing the progeny from her mm-hmm. right now. And we also showed some watch outs from them, and they won a reserve at the Hoosier Beef Congress. And I will give a shout out to our Charlet herd. Mm-hmm. We actually had the grand national champion Charlotte female at the North American mm-hmm. in 2012. Awesome. Um, so we do have, uh, we've enjoyed our successes, but it all starts with our hard work in the barn together as a family. And we've taken pride in how we all have our roles in the barn. And after each show, we figure out what we've done well and what we could work on and go back home and continue to work on that and progress and go to the next show and do our best. What a, what a great way to go about that. And, and Callie, while, while I got you on here, I did fail to mention, and I apologize, you are in vet school at Purdue. Yes. When I was first getting involved in the industry, I watched my sister and my cousins, you know, show and be involved and while they were doing that, I stood beside my grandpa Ward, Rich mm-hmm. Ward, and um, I really got my inspiration from him just with being right beside him and watching him interact with breeders and with cattle. And I wish he had, there was more. I had more time with him mm-hmm. on this earth, but he left us a little too soon. But from then on, I wanted to pursue a career in the agriculture industry and you know there was a few bumps in in the road during undergrad and in high school but I pushed on and I knew I knew what I wanted right I wasn't going to give up on that goal (laughs) and uh, I knew in the end it would be worth it and it would work out in the end and God has a plan for me and I am now in vet school. <laughs> That's awesome. And I'm sure with what I know about you guys and what I know uh, about you, uh, you're as driven as you are, vet school should be a challenging breeze. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's amazing how much information you, you know, you may not think you know anything, but then by the end of the first semester, you don't realize how much you actually learned and all right. that's up in that brain. Oh, that's great. That's great. 
you guys have have had a lot of success and and done a lot of things and and breeding these and and sold some of these cattle and now you're you're going to have an online sale you're going to have that online sale on angus live and that is going to go off on tuesday march the first and it's going to start doing the countdown on on the bidding at eight o'clock and so why go to an online sale and instead of trying to sell some of those things just right off the operation well, I think, Andy, that as you've heard, we've we've been able and lucky enough to have some success with, with what we've raised as far as Cali showing in the show ring and in production and even in the carcass situation there that's available. So we, we feel like we have some great genetics. Mm-hmm. We have a small amount, mm-hmm. but we feel like we have some great genetics. And it just kind of came together that our eventress cow – put together a, a nice lineup for us here. Um, and Callie talked about lot number one a little bit mm-hmm. coming from her heifer that she showed last year. Mm-hmm. And then lot number two would be from Eventress Cow herself. Mm-hmm. And then lot number three stems for from our original, right. would be a granddaughter of our original cow. Right. And then uh, we have some embryos in lot four and five that sure. offer through those same genetics. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, we couldn't leave out our, um, we have a little special place in our heart for the Charlet, and we have a really strong Charlet bull as lot six. So right. I'll let Callie and Rob sure. tell you a little bit more about their genetics, but we are super excited for people to come here. We are having an open house on Saturday, February 26th, mm-hmm. and we will offer uh, lunch served all afternoon starting at 11 until 5 o'clock and offer um, good Amish cooking when you visit and then view the cattle that we have and then also get ready for that sale that you said, again, is on March 1st. But if you can't make it to the open house, for sure, just just get a hold of us because we are, we've are we already welcomed some people in and, and we can get things ready uh, for people to view whenever is uh, convenient for them. And then I just want to give a shout out. We talked a little bit about the cows that uh, the heifers that has, Callie has showed for other breeders. Mm-hmm. We are super excited. We are expecting here anytime in the next few months some offspring from those genetics. So hopefully we'll be able to put another offering together in the fall. Right. So I'll let Robin and Callie talk about the specific gen- genetics that we're offering in our lots. Sure. Uh, guys, let's just start off with this lot one. We've got a, she's an August female, and, and you guys just break into her. This is a good one. So lot one, this is actually our fourth generation heifer, stemming from the summer's DF Adventurous. That's the original. Mm-hmm. Uh, but lot one, she's an August, and she's a legit out of cow. is actually a Conley lookout bull. Mm-hmm. And uh, on the bottom side of that cow is an insight so she's been one that we've been really uh, grateful to work on because she has such a good personality very docile she's out of the fall heifer that I showed last or a couple years ago that one was my one of my favorites she was a bred and and she finished off my junior career and it's just kind of cool to see her go into production and be a good easy going cow out in the pasture now and that's what, uh, when we put this sale together, I realized that lot one's a fourth generation here on our mm-hmm. farm. So she's 
she's really uh, really been a fun one to work with and uh, my nephews they really enjoy working with you know good personalities and these calves yeah she's a good one yeah if you're if you're listening and you haven't seen the podcast video be sure to go check out that podcast video we're going to have the pictures and videos of these on there and uh this this young lady took a took a very nice picture and a very nice video <laughs> for her and and i'm sure it, it comes from her being good first go check her out uh, on there rob anything else on the lot one well i'll tell you uh i'm this is one that i've watched grow all summer mm-hmm. and when you look at this one i mean she just has that show ring look so extended in her front end the the one thing that at knots landing if you know our cattle was one thing is structure mm-hmm. and movement it has been our number one thing that we try to breed for and her soundness is just impeccable to have one that stout boned i tell you mm-hmm. it, she uh, really got that from her mother because that's the way she is really stout boned long body just a, it's a really nice uh effort that for any age showman i tell you this is one that will compete in the show ring and then years down the road we'll be able to make some money for some young junior yeah and being in august she's she's kind of on that smaller end now uh for for one of those juniors maybe somebody's really wanting to get their young person in and she might just be the right fit for that we sure think so tell us about the lot two so lot two she is a september heifer and so this is actually embryo Mm -hmm. calf that was born and she stems from the original summer's df adventurous cow Mm -hmm. and out of pvf insights Mm -hmm. so this going back to our generation she's out of our original but our second generation is an insight um summer's df adventurous so Mm -hmm. we also kind of skipping down to our embryos that we're offering but this lot two would be a full sib to what those lot four embryos would be. Okay. And she is a full sister to our bread known that was one Reno, the bread known div- uh-huh. uh, show. Right. Yeah. Right. So she's already got purple in the blood, right? Well, I'm, I just want to chime in here just a, a little bit. As far as this pepper right here, I know the lot one kind of has a special place in our heart, but as far as knowing what this genetic portion of this heifer can do mm-hmm. um she has unbelievable amount of future ended to this cow and when you look at this one she's square made uh has that spring rib i mean just has that whole shape that everybody's looking for mm-hmm. and then and when you started the ground she is definitely has that uh, soundness factor uh, all about her. Yeah, check her out. Uh, watching her video over and over here, and and this is a very very impressive female. We're very fortunate. Took a super good picture and mm-hmm. video, but uh, this is one that when you look at her in person, that I, I can't put a favorite in all of them, but uh, this one here ranks right up with one. She's the full sister uh, to the heifer the one Reno. We took a couple heifers out to the western regional show uh-huh. there in Reno, Nevada, and right. the PVF Insight, a full, full sister that I showed, mm-hmm. she ended up winning the Brendan show mm-hmm. for us, yeah. so That's we're awesome. very thankful and fortunate for that. Good. She did well throughout the whole year, like she mm-hmm. won the open show with the 
Indiana State Fair. She was mm-hmm. Reserve Angus at Beef Congress. But probably the highlight of the full sister to Lot 2 was our uh, grand champion, Bread Known and, and Reno. And probably one of the most memorable trips, right? <laughs> that was a long trip. <laughs> I've been I've been out there to that one. That is a that's a neat show, and uh, yeah, long trip as well. So yeah, yeah, the the lot three we've got a February. Uh, like I said before, she belongs to our our grandson Navy. Uh, he's just starting to get into the uh, junior thing, and it's something that we feel that we get him started young, and uh, hopefully we can make a little money and pad his. Uh, bank account just a little bit. And mm-hmm. as far as the lot three, uh, she's a, a legit, and we've had good success with using the legit uh, come from the Kate's farm bull battery. And as far as the uh, dam of that heifer comes from our foundation donors, actually the old forever made coming from the, the Ma- Maple Lane uh, mm-hmm. farm. But as far as this uh, heifer here, uh, she may not have the, uh, show ring look but i tell you that she doesn't have that flashy big long neck everybody wants but uh, as far as a production female this is one female that can uh, work in anybody's herd Mm -hmm. i mean she's sound square has that length of body the muscle to go behind it and i tell you the production in that family is something that uh, i would definitely encourage everybody to look at uh, the lot three and you mentioned she may not have that show ring look. This female, very, very good. And and yeah. I think she's she's going to be one of those diverse females that you can go several different ways with and, and find somebody maybe, and I'm not throwing rocks at her, but, but maybe find somebody, like you say, if you need that long, pretty neck, find somebody that does that, and this heifer can roll right on. And you made you made a, a good point there. This is this is a female that can be bred in any different ways. I mean, you could put some if you want to do that Sam Angus thing, that she's definitely one that can be the uh, foundation female for that breed. Just keep right on going, and and good luck to the grandson on this one, and uh, <laughs> get him some of that, get him some yep. of that bank account in there. That's right. That's right. right. We've got another live lot down there at the very end, but we've got a couple embryo lots here in the the lot four. Going to lot two, that lot two is uh, the full sibs to what these embryos would be. Mm-hmm. And these are just conventional PVF insights out of the original Summer's Avengers cow. And so that's when we actually, when I showed my, the full sister uh, to these, when I showed her, I will say mom had a pretty good eye for that one because, mm-hmm. You know, dad and I kind of shied away from her, wasn't sure. And mom said, we're showing her and look at all the success she had. And she she was right about that one. So yeah. that's the, the thing about, you know, lot two. She's definitely one that I think just looks really good in person. I mean, she took a good video, took a good picture. But just in person, that Springer rib that she has and just the soundness that goes along with it. The lot four embryos, uh, we've, we've sold a few. Quite a few, and the people that I bought them have actually had really good luck about their recips taking them. So mm-hmm. those are lot four. I guess can go into lot five is we have some IVF embryos to offer mm-hmm. out of our. It'd be actually the second second gen. She's an Insight Summers DF Adventurous. She's the full. She's a full sib to lot four embryos as well. But we're actually going to be flushing her to Family uh, Express mm-hmm. and offering those um, IVF to anybody that buys lot five and there's there's been a lot of success right there in that family as well 
she's the one that mom had the good eye for and mm -hmm. she ended up winning reno the grand uh grand brand owned and mm -hmm. won the indiana state fair open show and reserve female at angus female at hoosier beef congress so this is the this is the female we're talking about for mm -hmm. lot five and the IVF Conley Express embryos we're offering. If you scroll through the pictures there on Angus Live, we've got a picture of female at the preview in 2001. That would be mother of lot one. Okay. When Callie uh, finished her junior career there in the summer at the National Junior Show, mm -hmm. we were fortunate to have a young family from down in the uh, Haggardstown mm -hmm. area. And we put her in her name and uh, uh, the Dorsler family, and mm -hmm. uh, she took her and just they did super well with that cow and uh, was able to uh, show her into that supreme deal at the uh, 2021 uh, Indiana Preview Show. Mm -hmm. so yeah, then, so the reason she's on there is that, yeah, she's the daughter of the KAK Adventurous 154. Ah, okay, right. Yep. Yep, that's what I was after. See why she was on there. And the the one in that preview picture, she's a she's a Conley J six lookout and these embryos will be Conley Express. So mm -hmm. those Conley bulls have been really working on this cow family, so why not go and pursue that with some IVF Conley Express? If it didn't broke, don't fix it, right? <laughs> Good. And then we we go to a little bit different color here and, and we've got a bull lot down here in the lot six. This lot six, he's been around all summer, and it's just hard to not let this one go. It's, you know, everybody says, you know, I'm not sure how you guys can be in the Charlet thing and show on them trying to keep them clean. But uh, <laughs> when when you work on on these Charlets, uh, this guy here is he's just a will make a super addition to not even if you don't have a Charlet herd. I mean. This is one you could cross up on some Angus cows and be very successful with. Maybe not in the show ring, but as uh, far as the, a feedlot quality thing, would I think he would work in that area very well. Mm -hmm. Okay. The Charlotte held a special place in our hearts. I mean, that was the first you know junior national I actually ever went to. Mm-hmm. Even before Angus, so that was my first junior national, was the Charlotte Nationals in Kansas City, Missouri. And just from there, we have one Charlotte cow, and that's all we have. And so this is uh, the cow that he is out of, is a Firewater Rio Bravo daughter. And she would be a full sib to the 2012 national champion female that I showed at uh, North American. So that's his dam is a full sib to that national champion female. And He's out of a TR rhinestone, and he has really good personality. One that actually, my nephew Navy, he loves. He wants to name all of our calves, even the Angus heifers, Char Bull. <laughs> uh, so he's definitely a barn favorite in Navy's eyes. But we sold a Charlet Bull a few years back to the Witter family at the Kentucky Beef Expo, and mm -hmm. I will say I do love showing those Charlet Bulls. Mm-hmm. And so this is just one we just wanted to offer. He needs to be out there in the Charlet world because I think he has a lot of pieces to offer and anybody's heard. Right. Absolutely agree. Yeah, he's a good one. Yeah, check out his video. Uh, go to Angus Live or check it out on the podcast video and look at this one because he is, he is very, very nice. Very good. Guys, anything else about the sale cattle or the embryos or anything like that that, that we haven't touched on yet? 
Well, I'll tell you, we would sure appreciate you, uh, anybody wanting to stop out and take a look at our cattle here. Not only the lots in the sale, but we would sure like to take you around and show you the cows that we have here. Just to show you what we've got going on. Mm-hmm. And we're very thankful. We know we talked about, we showed other cattle for other people. And those farms, we want to talk about, you know, uh, Greg McClure family there at uh, FCF in Illinois have, has been super good to work with and we very much appreciate that family. And, you know, when, when we first got started, you know, back at the, the BC2, uh, mm-hmm. the Cunningham family, you know, we're very, very fortunate to have a good showman in our family. And they seen that mm-hmm. and we were able to uh, to show their cattle and uh, with great success there at the Hoosier Beef Congress. We, uh, we, we won with that Sandy cow and mm-hmm. we're going to have some offspring out of her this spring. Right. And uh, hopefully we were able to uh, offer those this fall. Mm-hmm. And same goes with uh, the Cates family. Tyler and Courtney have been very good to Callie and to our family. And we've showed those cattle with some great success. And again, we're going to have some offspring out of them cattle too for sale this fall. So mm-hmm. our hat's off to all those families that uh, have helped us. And that's what we want to do with the families in the future. It's just, just to offer some good genetics, good cattle, and any advice that we can give them. Right. Give back to the, the program that, is, that has meant so much to you guys. That's right. You guys do such a great job. So, again, on Angus Life, the sale is going to go off on March 1st. It's going to start the extra bidding there at 8 o'clock. You guys do, again, have the open house. You want to invite everybody to the open house on February 26th? Yep. Okay. Anything else we need to know, guys, before we wrap this one up? Now, we sure appreciate what you do, and uh, thanks for uh, inviting us on here and to uh, spread our word. Oh, I sure appreciate it. Appreciate you guys uh, talking about this, getting it put together. And, uh, Callie, man, want to wish you luck. And, and, Callie, we did. You talked about that heifer at Beef Congress. We got to interview and have an interview yeah, there with yeah. you at, at Beef Congress for Walton Webcasting. So yeah. I'll have to see if I can find a picture of that somewhere, and <laughs> we'll have to throw that up on the podcast video. So it's been a year or two ago. Oh, yeah. So Rebecca, appreciate it very much. Rob, appreciate it. And, again, guys, March 1st, Angus Live. Go check it out. Check out the uh, four very, very high-quality live lots and then also the embryo lots. And get with Rob and those guys. They can get it put together on on how to get connected with all of those. And, again, appreciate it. Appreciate the Knott family, Knott's Landing, up there at Laoto, Indiana. And we appreciate you listening to another edition of Before the Bid podcast. Thank you for tuning in to this edition of Before the Bid. For more information and to learn more about upcoming podcasts and sales, visit us at beforethebid.podbeam.com or Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and Instagram pages. For information on being a guest on Before the Bid, please email us at beforethebid at gmail.com or one of our social media pages. Remember, that's beforethebid at gmail.com. Happy sales to you, and we will talk to you next time on Before the Bid.